kind and generous. They, uh, I was listening to that, and I thought Natalie uh, Merchant doesn't have anything on, on what they did this morning. So, man, good stuff, good stuff. We're blessed, we're blessed. Yeah, we're continuing this uh, series, uh, Hashtag Blessed, and we're looking at the Sermon on the Mount, and specifically, we're looking at the Beatitudes, which are really eight attitudes. Uh, They're keys to being blessed. They're keys, I believe, to experiencing happiness in, in life. And these attitudes, they deal with our relationship with God, and they deal with our relationship with one another. And today we're, we're focusing on the importance of having the attitude of mercy. You know, Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, what? For they will receive mercy. Jesus says, when it, when it comes to mercy, you get what you give. And it's the law of direct return. You know, what is mercy? Well, mercy, I believe, is love in action. Uh, Mercy is more than an attitude. It's more than feeling sorry for someone. It's actually doing something. The the Bible says God is merciful. The the psalmist writes and says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. Mercy is full of action. It requires action. And what we're going to find out today is if you give it, you get it. And if you do not give it, you do not get it. And so the question I want to ask you today to give some serious uh, consideration is, are you a merciful person? And we're going to do a little bit of evaluating uh, to see if we show some of the marks of, of mercy And I believe right out of the gate, in order for us to be merciful people, we have to be patient with people. We have to be patient with people who are different than than us. And I've said this before, I believe into every life, a strange one will fall. You know, they're strange, why? Because they're they're different. They're different than you. They, they, They think different than you. They're created different than you. And because they're different, they, they can kind of be challenging. They can kind of rub you the wrong way. They can make you uncomfortable, maybe. They, they can put you on edge, so to speak. But I want you to get this. This uncomfortableness is a two-way street. See, you, you feel different to them as well. And so here's the question, who's the odd one? You know. Who's the strange one? You know, how do you handle fragile people in your life? How do you handle obnoxious people, troubled people? How do you handle people that are different than you? You know, Paul, Paul says this. He says, encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with one another. You know, are, are you patient with others? And I want you to rate yourself, you know, and be honest with yourself. Nobody's going to know this, but are, are you patient with the people around you? You know, rate yourself one to ten. You know, one being, yeah, not very patient at all, to ten, man, I've got this one. I'm always patient no matter what the situation. I'm patient. 
what I want to talk about is how you might be more merciful. And these are things I believe help. And one of them is that you have to take time to learn people's backgrounds. You know, it's, it's important that you understand where people come from in their life. And I believe just that simple shift will change your perspective, will, will help you increase your, your mercy quotient, so to speak, will help you become more patient with people. It'll, it'll help you see beneath the surface, uh, see beyond the differences, and better understand that person and realize you probably have more in common than, than you do not in common. You've, what you will find is a lot of people that are hurting, that are lonely, that are discouraged, that maybe battle with anxiety. What you will find is someone that's a lot like you, probably. You know, Paul writes, he says in Romans 15, he says, Christ accepted you, so you should accept each other. Merciful people are accepting people. They're, they're not quick to uh, criticize. They're not quick to dismiss someone. They're not quick to judge. When you realize uh, different people aren't so different, you actually can be more patient. You can be more merciful. You know, and so I wonder, do you take time to actually get to know people that are around you? You know, how accepting are you of the people around you? Again, rate yourself one to ten. You know, one, not very. Or ten, I accept people where they're at. You know, it, and as you are more patient, as you are more uh, merciful, what happens is, it increases, you know, they kind of work with each other. And what you will find is at some point, you'll actually become more forgiving in your life. See, mercy and forgiveness are connected. And so let me ask this and get real personal with with your relationships. When someone makes a mistake that you know, when somebody lets you down or messes up, do, do you hold it over their head? Or do you let them off the hook? Do you forgive them? And I believe this is a critical issue in life. Because through the years I have watched, I've seen people that could have had relationships that flourished, but were destroyed because they decided to keep somebody on the hook, so to speak. You know, I've seen couples that have lived uh, loveless marriages because somebody made a dumb mistake and the other one just couldn't give it up. I've seen kids spin out in anger and hatred because they they wouldn't let a parent off the hook. You know, I've seen uh, parents that have destroyed their relationships with their children because they would not forgive a mistake that maybe was made 20 years ago or something. Friends, the price is high when you decide you're going to keep people on the hook in in your life. You know, Paul writes this, uh, Colossians 3. He says, make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Forgiveness. (laughs) It feels right, doesn't it? 
when someone forgives you, but it feels so wrong when you have to forgive someone else. See, let's be honest. I don't want to forgive. You know what I want? Justice. I want justice. That's like uh, the lady that uh, had her picture taken, professional photographer, took all the pictures, and when he got done, he showed her the pictures, and she looked at him, and she goes, this does not do me justice. He kind of paused and said, you don't need justice. You need mercy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Here's the deal. If, if you are going to increase your mercy quotient in your life, you have to learn to forgive other people when they stumble. You, you sympathize instead of criticize. You know, when it comes to forgiveness, again, evaluate yourself. Do you easily forgive other people? You know, rate yourself one to ten. You know, how easy does that come for you? See, mercy takes action whenever possible. You know, mercy does not just say, hey, I love people. Mercy actually does something in life. I love uh, John Wesley had a, had a saying. That he said, do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, and all the times that you can, for all the people you can, for as long as you can. See, you're merciful in life when you actually do something to help other people, to get involved in, in their life. You know, first John, John, John writes this, he says, suppose someone has enough to live on and sees a brother or sister in need but does not help then God's love is not living in that person. My children, we should love people not only with words and talk, but by our actions and truly caring. Friends, mercy requires, it requires practical assistance in life. When, when you feel sorry for someone, you see something on the news or you, you see someone going through something and you feel sorry for them, you are not being Christ-like. When, when you do something, then you're more like Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus tell, tells the story, the, the Good Samaritan. He says the uh, man was, was mugged, basically. And he's left by the side of the road to die. And they said the first guy sees him, sees him in the ditch dying. He goes, yes, sorry, buddy. I, I can't get involved in this. You know, another guy passes by and he goes, wow, I feel bad for you. This is, this is really awful. But I've got a lot of stuff to do. I've got to get going. See ya. But it's the third guy that not only sees the man in the ditch, but he actually steps in and takes action. If you read the story, you know that he ends up taking him. He probably had to carry him, possibly, but he takes him to a comfort inn. He uh, leaves his visa. I know they didn't have visas back then, but he leaves his visa number and says, I'm taking care of everything. I'll check back in when I come back through. I'll pay for it all. 
mercy, that's mercy. Jesus says, blessed are those who care enough to actually get involved. Friends, there are people all around you, especially today, that desperately are in need of mercy in their life. They're they're looking for a word of encouragement in a world that's very discouraging. They're in need of help, and they're struggling. And friends, when you see someone struggling, when you see somebody hurting, that, that is trying to navigate, and they're having a hard time, my question to you is, how likely are you to get involved? How likely are you to help? Rate yourself. One to ten. Where are you at with that? And this next point I know is going to challenge some of your sensibilities today. You know, if, if you're going to raise the mercy quotient, you have to do good to your enemies. Some of you just copped an attitude about an attitude that we're supposed to have as Christians. You know, Jesus said, and if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. Think about that. A couple verses later, Jesus says, but love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to get anything back, then your reward will be great. Jesus goes on and he says, as followers... You are to have mercy like God has mercy. Now, see, this is countercultural to do good to your enemies. That's not what the world says, does it? I mean, society says if somebody does you wrong, what do you do? You strike back, you get even, you gossip about them, you put them down, you seek and destroy if necessary. But God says, forgive. God says, let it go. God says, be nice. Play right. Hello. See, tomorrow, when you go to work or you're in a conversation with someone, you know that that jerk who's always criticizing, that, that person that annoys you, gets under your skin, that, that person that, that just can press your sensibilities? What if, what if, what if every time they criticize, say something negative, what if you were to bite your tongue and actually compliment them? What if every time somebody puts you down, what, what if you said something nice Instead, encouraging. I bet it'd blow their mind. You know, Jesus says, return good for evil. Why? Why why would Jesus say something like that? Friends, because it's the way that you eliminate the enemy in life. You kill them with kindness. It, It shifts the playing field in life. All of a sudden, it takes and puts you on the offense instead of the defense all the time. See, mercy, mercy's love in action. And when it comes to your enemies, 
You know, and I know some of you are going, well, I don't know if I got enemies. Well, enemies, okay? People that challenge you. I want to know, are you more like the world? Or are you more like Jesus? You know, rate yourself there. No middle ground. So, how's your mercy quotient these days? Mercy, um, I'll be honest with you, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And that's why we need something more. You know, knowledge, knowledge is not enough here. You know, because I should. I mean, many of you are probably sitting there going, I oh, know I should be like that. But it's not enough. It's not enough. And here's the motivation. You must remember that God has been merciful to you. The mercy you have been shown is tied to the mercy that you show in life. Now, that'll motivate you. You know, Jesus tells a a story in Matthew 16. He says this guy owes this huge debt. And he couldn't repay it. And so he is brought before the king and is going to be imprisoned for not paying his debt. And so he begs for mercy. He pleads for for more time so that he can repay the debt. And scripture says the king was so moved that he releases the man from the obligation of the entire debt. He forgives it all. Scripture says no sooner had that guy left the court and he sees a guy. Now, this is a guy that just got mercy. He sees a guy that owes him a little bit of change. He chases the guy down and he demands the money. This guy owes him peanuts. He pleads for more time. He'll he'll get him paid back. But this guy refuses. In fact, he has him arrested. Has him put in jail until he can repay the debt. Some of the people had been in the court when that guy's debt had been forgiven. And they saw this. And they were outraged. And so they run to the king. And they say, king, this is what happened. Well, the king reacts to it. It says, then the king called in the man and had, he had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant? just as I had mercy on you. And if you you read the whole story, the king rescinds the forgiveness of the debt, has the man thrown in, in prison until he can repay the debt. Christ followers, God expects, God expects you to do what he has already done for you. He expects it, demands it. You know, God, for everything, for everything you've done, I know I am bound. You have been kind. You've been generous, merciful. 
And I want to thank you. And I want to show my gratitude by the way I live my life. I'll be kind. I'll be generous to the people around me. Friends, when you think about those people that tick you off, that you have a hard time being merciful to, remember you are bound by God. Remember what God has done for you. Remember to be kind. Remember to be loving. Remember to be generous, merciful in your living. Friends, when I think about all the junk that, that I have done in my life and that God has put up with, you know, all the times God said, Damon, I want you to go that way. And I went, okay, I'm going this way. All that dumb, stupid, stupid stuff. I am utterly amazed that God continues to shower me with love and mercy and grace. And I will tell you, I am in debt and I am bound to God. I mean, if God can be merciful to me, I can be merciful to anyone that's in in my path. Still not sure? Well, let me remind you. James says this. There will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. Let that sink in. There will be no mercy for those who have shown no mercy to others. But you have been merciful. God will be merciful when he judges you. But if you've been merciful. See, we need to be merciful because we're going to need God's grace and God's mercy in the future. That should motivate us. That should spur us on. You know, Jesus boldly says, blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the merciful. The opposite is also true. The merciless shall not be blessed. You know, some some of you know that it's a struggle. And when I assess life and people, some of the most unhappy people I know are people that are resentful, that refuse to let go of stuff, that keep other people on the hook all the time. And most don't even realize that in that process, they're actually hurting themselves. You know, Proverbs, it says, you do yourself a favor when you're kind. I would add generous, merciful. If you are cruel, you only hurt yourself. Doing acts of mercy gets your focus off of you, for one thing. And it involves you in other people's lives. And it allows you to bless other people in their lives. When, when you start uh, being patient with people who, who are challenging, when you forgive people who, who have messed up, when, when you help people who are hurting, when you delete that enemy list in your life and let it go, it's a blessing. What you give is what you get. As you bless them, you're, you're blessed in your life. So back to how do you become a more merciful person? Well, first of all, I I think you have to have the experience of God's mercy in your life before you can give it to other people. 
You know, it's like uh, forgiveness. You, you can't offer forgiveness if you haven't experienced forgiveness in your life. In fact, some of you, that, that's the main reason you struggle the most, forgiving others, is because you don't feel forgiven in your life. And I don't know about you, but when I feel unforgiven, I'm not very forgiving. I'm just not. The starting point is you must experience God's mercy. You must experience God's peace, God's forgiveness. Then you can freely give it to other people. You know, every sin that, that you've ever committed in your life, every sin that you're committing right now, every sin you're going to commit in the future has already been paid for. And just as when you break a law in the United States, there's a penalty for it, the same thing's true with God. When, when you break God's laws, there's a penalty. In fact, Scripture says the wages of sin is death. That's the penalty. But Jesus paid the price for that paid the price for sin and when you accept jesus as your savior and lord well you can walk with a clear conscience you get a clean slate you you have received god's mercy not because you deserve it you do not neither do i but god loves you and God wants to forgive you. And once you have experienced that, that forgiveness, that grace, that mercy, I believe it's easier to be merciful to those around you. After you've done that, some of you need to take that step and make Christ your Savior. But after you've taken that step and made Him your Savior, your Lord, you know, and you experience that grace, you experience that mercy in your life, that forgiveness, you got to take a second step, and that is you start looking at people with the eyes of Jesus Christ. You start looking and seeing people as God sees them. You know, it changes your, your perspective, and it will change your attitude when you start looking through the eyes of God. You, you will actually find you become more patient more forgiving, more caring, more accepting. And a funny thing happens, you start becoming more Christ-like in your life. You know, Matthew 25, you'll have to read it later, but it says when we get to heaven that we will be judged by how we treat other people. And the quick read of the story, Jesus says, you know, I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was in prison and you visited me. And it says we're going to go, well, when did we do all that stuff? I don't remember doing any of that. It says, and the king will say, I will tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. When we do it to the least of these, the people around us, we were doing it to Jesus Christ. It's a different perspective. So my question to you, and this is kind of 
rubber hits the road here. Who in your life needs mercy? Who is it that's barely hanging on? Who, who is it that you're not letting off the hook? Who is it that is dying for a reprieve? Who do you need to show mercy to this week? That's the question. Friends, if you're going to be Christ-like, if you're going to be like God calls you to be, if you're going to be merciful, you have to get busy. You have to start saying and doing things that extend mercy to the people around you. Now, brothers and sisters, I, I long for faith fellowship to be a place of mercy. To, to be a place where it is okay to be different. You know, for it to be a place where people are always patient with one another. A place where people experience forgiveness when they mess up, no matter how bad. You know, a place where it does not matter where you've been. It only matters where we're going, where we're heading in our lives. You know, to be a place where when we see a situation in the world, in our community, in our neighborhoods, in our jobs, at school or wherever, that we see the situation and we don't just see it, but we actually jump in and help and do something and minister and care for people. That's what I long for. And when people do bad, guess what? We do good. We do good. When people are negative, we're positive. You know, when people are running their mouth, we are setting things straight and loving those around us. That's what we're called to as Christians. Jesus says, blessed are the merciful. We are blessed for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Let, let's stand for a word of prayer. Our holy God, we are blessed. And God, help us to be merciful to those around us. Help us to be more accepting more loving, more gracious. God, help us to be your hands, your eyes, your ears in this world. And God, I know there are some here today that have not taken that step to make you their Savior and Lord. God, I pray right now that just in this moment, they would say, I want that. And that they'd know you've made it so. That you'll shower them with grace and forgiveness. God, move on hearts. Change lives. And God, for all of us that have taken that step, experienced your grace and mercy. God, give us the strength, the wisdom 
to extend that to all those around us, all those, everyone, whether they deserve it or not. God, help us to live that way. Help us to be a light in this world. Help us to be people of mercy. We give you the glory. We give you the praise this day and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's people said,